0: Hi everyone, welcome to episode, is it 71? Ooh, 71, I know zeep 71 see. of Respawn Aimfire. I am Holden Depardo here with my lifelong friend. Chad Michael Innes. How's it going, Chad? How are you doing today?
1: You know, I'm having a, a dandy day today. Having a dandy, having a dandy day dandy today? Day. Yeah. Ooh. You know what actually I was just doing before this? I was biking home from work. I was listening to... Uh, Today's episode of the Kind of Funny Games Daily show, and they were talking I've about heard spoilers them. Mm-hmm. for Detroit Become Human. I won't talk about spoilers for Detroit Become Human right now, yes, please so please don't, don't worry. But damn, if everything they talked about, I had no fucking idea, happened in that game. And you played that game. I played it to completion, and I loved everything I played. And then they so, were talking about shit, and they're like, and I was thinking to myself, well, damn, that sounds fucking awesome. I want to play that part. And then I. Now I got to go back and play the whole thing again.
0: To what extent would you say it's like mostly you had the same structure of the stories they did, and some things were different, or was it like wow, that whole plot line wasn't even a part of my story? Like how, about, to what degree? About
1: like seventy percent of it were things like I had no idea that was even an option, like not even like there were uh, there was a fight between two people. I was like, I honestly didn't even know there was a, uh, that second person existed or could exist.
0: Oh wow, okay. That is that's pretty drastic I'd say then. If entire yeah. characters are, are added in, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. I was like, well well damn it, now I gotta go back and play this
0: whole game again. I wanna play it, I'm just gonna get through the other um, oh, what are the other Quantic Dream games? Quantic Dream is the developer. Uh, Heavy Rain, which is our barf this month, backlog. Backlog. Responding friends. friends, we said that at the same time. Oh we my god! Each other sandwiches. It's like we both know that name. It's crazy. Oh my god, Jinx. They also made Beyond Two Souls, which I am still gonna play, but I've heard it's not as strong. As well, you gotta two. you gotta play them and then form your own opinion. Exactly. That's why I want to play both of them, but I do really want to play. Uh, Detroit become human because it's just the topic of AI is and it? it's just interesting to me be, to begin with. But Jed, that's not how we start off these shows. No, it's not. You know how we start off this show? Uh, you tell me because you got it wrong this time. But I'll, s- I'll give you a second guess.
1: Start out with Fallout seventy six. <sighs> every that's episode how we start out, that out that every way.
0: episode of every Respawn Fire.
1: We're the Kick Ass Reverend Gaming Podcast, and we talk about Fallout because <laughs> it's my <laughs> favorite game. No, you know I... you know what we do talk about the detriment. Of PC gaming, and how it's <laughs> failing, and how Steam is burning, <laughs> and in this instance, Fallout 76
0: is to blame. So let's jump into that. So there's two two things with Fallout 76 we're going to talk about, but I think you brought up the most important one, which is that Fallout 76 is not going to be on Steam. Nope. It's a would say a really huge game that's not coming to Steam. Instead, Bethesda wants to put it on their Bethesda.net service instead, which... Make sense from a business perspective because they they want to make more money. They don't want Valve to take a cut of a product they made. Right. So we'll it see makes a sense. similar trend with this later in Fortnite. Yeah, we'll talk about that again as well, yeah. Um I think this makes complete sense. Because Fallout's such a huge name, they can do this. Like, oh yeah. It, like Rockstar, at GTA, they could have their own website where they sold it and they didn't have to pay any retailers anything. They could do that if they wanted to, they make a lot more money. Like, Fallout has that kind of name where it can attract its audience on its own. So it just makes sense. I don't know what the cut is on, on Steam, but on, like, the App Store and Play Store, um, it's 30%, which is I'm
1: sure it's something very similar. High.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, maybe even a little bit less, to be honest. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, what you're paying for on these services is, like, discoverability. Mm-hmm. Like, those algorithms that say, you played this, so you might like, boom, we'll insert your game there, and we'll take a cut of the profits that we get. Yeah. And then you're also paying for, like, payment processing and all of the back-end shit that you don't want to have to deal with as a game developer and a publisher.
0: Mm-hmm. But, like, things that you kind of take for granted. Like, oh, I bought this game, and it was the wrong version of it. I meant to buy the second yep. game instead, talking to customer service. Valve hosts that so that, you know, I guess not in this case, Bethesda doesn't have to. Bethesda's right. willing to take that on this time. So
1: of all of that, I mean, the first part, they don't really need Steam for discoverability. They're Bethesda. It's Fallout. Yeah. People fucking know about it.
0: Yeah, I was kind of of saying before. Sucks for Steam, though. Was it? Yeah, it's for Steam, but this is something that's happened before with um, Bethesda. So Fallout uh, Shelter came out uh, July 2016 on Bethesda.net, and then eventually March 2017, it came to Steam as well. So Fallout 76 will come to Steam, but for the bulk of the sales... Bethesda wants that extra, whatever it is, we're assuming 30%. We don't actually yeah. know if that's the real number.
1: Part of me also thinks, like, it kind of sucks for the consumer, too, because I know I personally, like, I love to have all of my stuff under one roof. Like, when I think about, you know, digital copies that come with DVDs and yep. how you would have, like, six movies with Voodoo and, like, 12 movies with Flickster. I just wouldn't 10 do because I iTunes. want them all on iTunes. I buy right. my it's stuff on iTunes. a fucking pain in the ass. This is kind of like that for PC, but... You know, nobody fucking gives a shit on PC. They do things complicated on purpose, and they love that, so.
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll make a stronger point to that, because I think that's going to impact Fortnite more when we talk about that later on in the episode. But, like, if someone wants to re-download a game from Steam, like, oh, I want to re-download, you know, Fallout 76, I'm going to go to Steam to find it. Oh, wait, I didn't buy it from Steam. I bought it here instead. And you're just dealing with multiple passwords. It is kind of cumbersome for the for the consumer.
1: Yep. And before anyone mentions it, Yeah, I know Movies Anywhere exists now, so all of your different services that you bought your movies on, they can all co-mingle across all the rest, and it is related to gaming because Microsoft joined that this week, so if you've bought a movie on Xbox, you can now watch it on iTunes.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. That's nice. That's nice. Is that a good thing that came from capitalism? Wow. What? Yeah, it took about 12 years, but... (laughs) <laughs> the entire history of capitalism in 12 years. No, it's the movie new.
1: thing. Shut up. Get out of here. <laughs>
0: Hold in. So there's a little bit more to the Fallout thing There's one more to the Fallout thing, well. thing. So they also have the beta a little bit. And essentially, the beta is going to be just about the full game, a few things not in there, uh, and your progress will carry over. So when you start playing Fallout 76 beta, it is the game. This is not like only the opening area or anything like that. Great. I think it's that's very cool. I think it's awesome. It's coming out at some point in October. It'll be on Xbox One first, and they come to PS4 and Xbox One later on. Um, it did say in there, there was a quote that said, from participating retailers, I need to look up which ones those are, because if I have to buy a physical copy of it to get that benefit, I'd be kind of bummed.
1: No, anyone who pre-ordered gets access to the beta.
0: But they said participating retailers, so I'm, assuming, I'm hoping like PlayStation I'm, Store I'm, accounts. I'm assuming I'm it does.
1: 100% sure that okay. PSN and Xbox well, Live. Well, I can't assume.
0: And... I just don't know. I was hoping. I didn't but assume. Chad, you clarified for you me. You know what happens
1: you? when you assume? You look like a dick.
0: Well, you can't see me right now, actually, so you don't know if I look like a dick or not. But You guys, I've seen pictures right. of Holden before. He looks like a dick. <laughs> he looks like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, I want to know what you've been playing this week.
1: Oh, thank you for axing. Oh, no problem. Wait a minute. Advance Wars. Oh, that's not me. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's me. You should know uh, what your name looks like. I'll start like. with
1: what I played only. I played The Division this week. Yeah, I was surprised when you told me that. Why
0: did you play The Division, of
1: all things? And because I played grown-up games with grown-up online multiplayer and grown-up <laughs> voice chat.
0: We'll talk about your next game in a second. That'll contradict that, but keep going. Um, my
1: One of my friends, Tom, we were going to play a bunch of games, and he was on his way over, and he's like, wait a minute. Have you played The Division yet? And I was like... No, I haven't, but I have Xbox Game Pass. And then he was like, wait, I'm just going to stay at my apartment, and then we'll just play online. I was like, cool. So I played Division, and I played it for about four hours, and that game is fun. That game is so fun. they well, have added a lot of Titan-
0: content to it as well since launch. They've kind of fixed it up. Well, I wouldn't know. But
1: it, I've, I've done a whole bunch of missions. It's tough. The environment, like literally the entire city of Manhattan is really well designed. And I've heard a bunch of people talk like, like this since it came out, and I'm not going to review a 1,000-year-old game, but uh, it's kind of designed in a way where when you're playing with friends, you have to talk exactly like they talk in all of the press conferences when they're, quote, playing a multiplayer game. Are you serious? Like, I can't tell you how many times I said, all right, you take the path right in the center, I'm going to go to the left up top, and I'm going to snipe them. I'm gonna, Like, all of those kind of things. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take their left flank, Bullshit. and then you take them. like legitimately i was saying these things to tom and then uh, <laughs> his friend like Nate. joined it.
0: i believe you but like it sounds like crazy. you to have me. to
1: play it though because all of these levels there's so much choice mm-hmm. whenever it comes to playing them and how they're all laid out it's it's really cool um so i think i'm gonna keep playing some of this solo and then when tom's available he'll jump in and help me out because he's actually made like a super high level character and then he just made a new one to play with me but it's fun cool
0: are you, are you convinced pass. enough to get the second one
1: Oh, I don't know. I'm sure this is going to be like Destiny, where like I'll get all the way to the end of the like quote unquote game, but I'll never do any of the dark, the with the, the the dark zone is what they call it. Yeah, like all the end game content. I never play the raid in Destiny. Uh, I'm sure I'll never get that far into it, but I might just like play through the whole campaign.
0: Well, keep. But I'm us enjoying in, it. Keep us uh in the loop. We Overcooked also play two. the game together.
1: Yeah, we played Overcooked two last night instead of recording our podcast.
0: I uh. Worth it. I loved this. It was, it was so good. Yeah. What did we play? Like an hour and a half? Something yeah, like about, that. about an hour and a half of it. We got through the first um,
1: online first big addition to Overquick oh,
0: 2. We played from across yes. the
1: United States of America. Well, how, like, halfway across?
0: More like a third. Yeah. Not quite the whole the whole country, And it but performed pretty well. It performed pretty well. It did. You didn't have a good internet connection today, though, so it didn't work nearly as well, and we actually had to stop oh, playing. No. But that wasn't Overcooked's fault. That our was... work
1: connection is
0: terrible. Yeah, I was surprised though because I, I thought people played Splatoon in the break room there, but I guess oh I don't...
1: no, we're having all sorts of network issues just currently. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, so but it's, it Overcooked Two is great. Yeah, it's so much fun. I was shouting already at myself. Uh, <laughs> we didn't get like mad at each other too much. Which oh no, that... didn't get mad at each other. I was mostly just shouting at myself, emoting at the wrong time, or throwing meat into the
0: river on accident.
1: <laughs>
0: I need to get stuff. a, I need to get a handle on the throwing mechanic still, because and you I need know to start it's dashing.
1: Be... You're not dashing at all. I know. I don't dash at all. You have just, I have to dash. That's what's going have... We're gonna. It's it's okay now. We're in world two. But once we get, to we've the gotten three worlds,
0: stars in every single level, so we're doing yeah,
1: fine. Yeah, but we'd get them faster if you dashed. Literally, <laughs> we'd get them faster.
0: But I, I wish it—it it feels a lot of the same. It doesn't feel like there's anything necessarily new here. I think the online multiplayer is the biggest difference with yeah, this game.
1: Other than that, it's just quality of life improvements.
0: Yeah, like the uh, the dashing is like dash. already there, but throwing. yeah, the throwing is is the main thing. I need to get used to it because there's one point where I was getting rice, and I was on there's like a barrier or a counter between me and where the the, the the pots were to boil and i could save time by just throwing them over there like it would have been even faster to dash but you kind of have to aim it and it it'll auto correct if you're just in the right area it'll get i it got in to that, the point where i was pot. like
1: throwing meat across the level to you into your pan
0: that's already on the burner yeah you would tell me that and i wasn't even doing any of that i got caught in the habits of the first game and just sticking with that stuff I didn't do any of the new stuff. That's why I'm going to elevate us, to. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love that word. Oh, my gosh. Do you guys still use that? Elevate. No. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> but we'll play more Overcooked, too, I'm assuming. I, I'm i really Death happy there's elevate. online to this because I love Overcooked. It's one of my favorite. Actually, it's one of the few co-op games I've really played, but it's one of my favorite co-op games, if not my favorite ever. And really? Yeah. Ever? Well, I can't think of any other co-op games like puzzle co- co-op games like that. I'm not talking like Mario Kart and that kind of stuff. Or like Smash Bros. Okay, I'm talking like puzzle co-op games like that. I can't well, so think those of anything are both else. Competitive, not co-op. Oh yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Um, what was he saying? I don't oh, yeah, know. But the, but the online, it's it's actually gonna make let me play this game. Finally, I'll get a copy with my brother because we really liked playing the first one together when I was in Texas with him. So we can play this online. To be awesome. So I think it's just gonna get people to play this game more. I think Overcooked was a hard game to play just because you had to get people with you. You had to get people together. Yeah, and this you don't. Ha- it's not as hard. You just play online. It's fun. And It's so fun. You can do four player in this one too, right? Could you do four player in the first one? Yeah, you could, of course. Well, shut up then. Holden, what else did you play? Uh, I played Advance Wars, just a little bit what? of it. What? Do you know Advance Wars at all? Do you know? What yes, I know what Advance Wars is. Okay, but you I don't played know.
1: this. Isn't this old as shit?
0: Yeah. So I, um, this is a cool thing about my my new Android phone is that I can put ROMs on it. I nice, you can steal. Yeah. Um, so I got the Advance Wars ROM. Well, how else am I going to play that game right now? I don't have a Wii U. I don't know. Is it on NES Classic. What Was that? Is no. it on NES Classic? No, it's um, it's a Game Boy Advance game. Oh, is it on Game Boy Advance Classic? It doesn't exist, Chad. But if one comes out, I'll definitely buy it in a heartbeat. I buy that. Um, it's basically it's Fire Emblem, but it's with you know modern military instead. Snore. <laughs> the story's <laughs> not anywhere near as interesting. It's actually a very boring story so far. But it's You're just it's just fun. It. I've always liked that game a lot. Modern it's military, really... no
1: swords, Fire Emblem.
0: No story, Not a good story. No story, not swords. Well, there are also no swords. But... We
1: said modern military, which means no swords.
0: Yeah. But it's, I don't know, it's a really fun game of figuring out the strategy of, you know, anti-air, being in the ocean, or, um, you know, your land-based vehicles kind of figuring out the right balance of, you know, with your economy and how many... Buildings you've taken over, knowing, okay, I have this much money coming in. I need to build X amount of planes or something like that, or X amount of tanks, or should I go for the medium tank? I'll have to save up more, but the power might be worth it. And it's kind of making these small decisions, but it's all done through very simple gameplay. It's Nothing's overly complicated. It's not like you're playing Civilization or something like that. There's all these systems. There's no complicated systems. It's very, very straightforward. But it's it's really fun and rewarding as you're playing.
1: Sounds like a great game for you.
0: It's a great game in general, not just for me, but for
1: everyone <clears throat> for for a lot of people for, for a literally lot of people. dozens of you <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, speaking of good games, we are had a lot of good games come out this past past month, and we're gonna talk about two of them. We were going to talk about three, but I decided I want to play one of those games and then talk about it on the show. Ooh! so we'll we'll mention what that game is is a little tease um. So we have two games this month for leaderboards. We're doing Captain Toad Treasure Tracker on Switch. And they're doing Sonic Mania Plus, which also came to Switch but came to other consoles as well. Both uh, kind of like upgraded re-releases. Yeah, it's at least Sonic Mania, it's kind of like a DLC, but also just a new release as well for physical copies. Um, let's start with Treasure, uh, Treasure Tracker. So, Yeah, that's the one I care about. I want to play this game, too. So, I mean, this is a re-release or a kind of slight remake from the uh, the Wii U version of the game. Let me get to my notes here for it. We're reviewing the Switch, not
1: the 3DS, right? And yes, by that, Switch I mean, we're 3DS. not reviewing at all. We're just telling what other people reviewed.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, I'll just kind of mention one difference about the 3DS version. But, yeah, this is mostly focused on the Switch version um, of it. It's all very minimal from what um, I was seeing. It's boosted the resolution, so it's a 1080p now which looks apparently very, very good. And even when we played the demo, I think we both agreed it looked fantastic Yeah. Um, on there. But it did add kind of four new levels, which are based off of Super Mario, uh, Super Mario Odyssey. And although they're kind of touted as really good levels... The criticism there is not that the levels exist. It's that they replaced the kind of similar levels that existed for Super Mario 3D World back on the Wii U. Which you could only get those levels if you actually had 3D World and had a save file on your Wii U. But they took those levels out. Yeah. They took those levels out completely and replaced them with these Odyssey levels. So people really like the Odyssey levels. They they just also want the 3D World levels. What What I had
1: heard, and this might have been like me hearing from someone, from someone, from someone. Yeah. Is that... The levels that they are replacing were not actually like full fledged levels, but Correct. more like walk. You could walk through this environment kind of stuff. So it's not really a big loss.
0: Well, so what it is is you're playing a few of the levels from Super Mario 3D World, not Toad levels, but like 3D World levels, as Captain Toad with the challenge of not being able to jump. Oh, so that's kind of what what they are. But so like the the new Super Mario Odyssey levels are tailored for the style of Captain Toad, where you have these kind of puzzle boxes where you're having to rotate them to see them from different perspectives. So those are kind of tailor-made. Where Yeah, you're right. It's not uh, the same exact style with the 3D World levels, but people are kind of wanting those. Like, why take them out at all? Yeah. It wasn't really doing any harm being there. But they want people to forget the Wii U existed. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. But I still <laughs> want them to release 3D World for for Switch. I'd buy that again. Um, but going to the 3DS version, though, in mean, the whole kind of puzzle box perspective, the 3DS version, they said, although it doesn't look nearly as good as the Switch version, obviously, the 3D perspective really does add a lot, though, because the whole game is based around different angles and different perspectives, which is kind of what 3D, you know, is good at. Yeah. So, there is some some good things there. But if you're going to get any version of it, it's definitely the the Switch version of it. Because the the controls, this is one of the big improvements from the Wii U version. The controls for the camera are now actually to the second stick. As opposed to tilting the gyroscope of your gamepad. In this case, the Switch tablet around. So, that sounds great. I didn't play Captain Toad Treasure Tracker on the Wii U at all. But that sounds pretty terrible. Rotating the camera by rotating your Wii, uh, Wii U gamepad.
1: I'd be interested to see what the
0: 3DS sales numbers are on this game. Um, I doubt they'll be nearly as close as the Switch sales.
1: Also, I wonder if the 3DS version also has motion control to rotate because they don't have a second
0: stick. Uh, True. Actually, I don't know Unless you maybe
1: use the the C-stick nub. But that's not
0: for all. Unless this is new 3DS specifically. It could be. I doubt it. It might be. I don't know. The other thing about those nice and kind of a nice difference is that a lot of the gameplay is touchscreen-based on the Wii U gamepad. Obviously, that still carries over if you're playing the Switch in handheld mode. But in docked mode, the Joy-Cons replace all that functionality. And it works well. Although you do have the cursor from your Joy-Con on the screen all the time, even if you're not using it. It's still there if you're using the Joy-Con to point at the screen. If you're using a controller, it's it's not a problem. But if you have your Joy-Con pointed the screen, it's just always there. Okay, it doesn't make any sense. Like if you're using the single Joy-Con, like like you wouldn't Pokemon Go. Let's go. So that's uh, Captain Toad. Overall, it did. People really liked it a lot. On Metacritic, it got I think I have in there an eighty-two percent on Metacritic with fifty-five positive, seven mixed, and zero negative no
1: eighty two percent is a respectable erection for men over the age of forty five <laughs> That's a statistic I just made up, which is what Captain Toad is. He's a man over forty five he it was born in
0: what the eighties he's close to it yeah he know. is he's getting he's getting there um oh. but Sonic isn't quite that old, but he gets ninety one percent so he's Whoa, doing
1: better oh that's because he's younger. he was yeah. born in I don't
0: know <laughs> he Insert is her boner joke. 18 positive reviews on Metacritic, zero mixed and zero negative, all positive Whoa. all across the board, um, which is funny because most of the reviews that I read still had some not super awesome things to say about it, but they all still liked the game overall. Like, no one disliked the game. But Sonic so, fan,
1: yeah, Sonic fans fucking love this. They think it's the second coming of Christ. Yeah,
0: so essentially this is very much what Sonic Mania was last year, just kind of added some content to it. it so literally many players, is Sonic I mean games, Mania I mean Plus. characters. God damn it, I the
1: right word characters yeah there's two characters right there's
0: two new characters um in the game they've made some different adjustments to some of the levels um they're like these collectible kind of coin rings what are they like rings yeah just rings okay uh they've moved some locations of those in some of the different levels but like they the kind of the main thing is these are all great but not much has really changed there's not much new content that's really here and the new characters are cool and they can make levels worth re-exploring again because just kind of how the mechanics how they works. So like one of them is a squirrel, and he can kind of do like the you know, like in Super Mario. So one of the reviewers made a comparison to uh, Super Mario Bros, where he has the cape and he's able to kind of glide and kind yeah. of. Yeah. It's kind of like that. We're able to kind of be, you're in like a squirrel. Your squirrel with like the um, what do you call it? Just the flying squirrels, and he can just kind of do that hovering kind of mechanic.
1: <laughs> I just want you to say the word squirrel a
0: hundred more times. Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, like people said, it's really good. If you like the last game, you're gonna like this one too. But It's not necessarily for anyone but Sonic fans. If you like Sonic, you're going to enjoy this. Great. And then we were going to talk about Dead Cells, but I decided I want to play that game. But it was really strong reviews for that, Um, especially from IGN. We'll talk about that. (laughs) Jab.
1: (laughs) Be a force for positive energy in this world, Holden. What was that? Be a force for positive energy in this
0: world. Sorry, Chad, I always let you down. But Dead Cell sounds really great. I can't wait to start talking to you guys about it and share my own thoughts on it because it sounds very, very cool. But Chad, I think we should move on.
1: Yeah, let's open up our quest logs, see what the internet's giving us. Let's start with some fetch quests. Number one, something. You know, I realized. Mm Hmm. Bethesda makes good games. Yeah, they make really good games. And if you like playing them, and you're on PlayStation, and you like buying them for cheaper than they usually are. You can do that thanks to this QuakeCon sale, woo! So pretty much any Bethesda game on PS4 right now is cheaper.
0: Yeah, good prices too. So like if you're gonna get Fallout Four, the Game of the Year edition, which has all the DLC and all that, is thirty bucks. That's a lot of game for thirty dollars. Yeah. I think other big ones in here, Doom for fifteen bucks, is on here. Um, if you haven't played Wolfenstein, it's uh, 11 dollars for the first get, one, 35 uh, for the get second that one. one. Too. Get that one, too. What do you like on here, Chad? Have what you, you bought that
1: yet? Have you bought that on I know Switch? you recommend
0: Wolfenstein. What Wolfenstein was that? Wolfenstein
1: 2 especially.
0: Mm-hmm. I missed, did you ask
1: me a question, Chad? I heard something about Switch. I said, did you get Wolfenstein's two, not, Wolfenstein 2 on Switch yet? No, I
0: haven't played the first one yet. I have to play, I have to oh, that I first. hate you. I hate you.
1: No, it's all just good. It's all good prices. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) price. Oh man, it's like talking to a brick wall with me. (laughs) Um, Um, here's another one from Destructoid. The same one that uh, actually we got the PlayStation QuakeCon sale from Destructoid as well. Master Chief will be in the new Halo TV
0: series. Um, Yeah,
1: fucking better be. Otherwise, why else would you watch
0: it? So it's uh, gonna be um, they plow. Uh, who is it? Uh, Showtime hired uh, Kyle Killen to work on it. Who is most recently working on FX's Lone Star? I haven't heard of that show before. Yeah, me neither. Never heard of it. But the big deal is that it's not a sci-fi show. So why is he working on it? And the basically Showtime's kind of goal is that they don't want big directors or big writers who do like big sci-fi projects working on this because they don't want a big story. They want a human story. They want to focus on quote the inside human drama. I don't play well, much. they better get Halo. A space
1: marine story.
0: I don't, yeah, I don't play much Halo, but like, is Master Chief his deep character? I don't never got that impression. He seems pretty shallow. I don't know.
1: We've never seen his face. We've never seen his face. Yeah, it's a good point. We've but, never
0: seen him emote. I don't know. Interesting.
1: So that's coming eventually.
0: <laughs> What's also coming eventually is the world ends with you. It's going to be coming to Switch officially October twelfth. That's according to IGN. Snaps.
1: Snaps. Uh, guess what comes out in like two weeks. Um, new game plus coming to god of war woo, 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 on august 20th so after you beat the game hence new game plus you wrote parentheses duh uh you will get the opportunity for harder difficulties more challenging enemies new gear and the ability to obviously skip some cutscenes because you've seen them once before i will be diving into that sometime in the next six months because it's my favorite game of all time
0: so not surprised but I don't blame You should him, I fucking guess. buy it. <laughs> Finally, for a kind of smaller stories for the week, uh, Octopath Traveler sold one million copies. So congratulations to them. You know what's surprising but not surprising?
1: They mentioned in there, they were like, oh, we were actually surprised that the ratio of digital sales to physical sales was much higher than we anticipated. But if you go back to a story from three weeks ago, Octopath Sat- Traveler is sold out physically across all the stores because they underestimated demand. So, of course, it's going to sell more digitally because you couldn't make enough of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is like a pretty obvious correlation that you didn't have to bring up. But
1: Yeah, there was like if you tried to get it on Amazon or something like that, then it was saying like middle of August before you could get your physical copy.
0: Holy shit. Wow. Oh, well,
1: hold in. Tell me about these G-Potates, these Game Potatoes, things that yeah, are so existing, have, but duh. We
0: have two Game Potatoes here that i just think are, are funny one is that uh legend of zelda breath of the wild has an official timeline placement and it's just at, they literally just have it at some point after every other game and it's not on a specific timeline
1: yeah it doesn't necessarily relate to any other zelda game it's up yeah. to you and your imagination
0: like they so you decide- place it
1: on the timeline by not placing it on the timeline.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it's a really stupid way to do that. Also, the timeline's just stupid to begin with. <laughs> so these, dumb. These games are never meant to be connected. There's not really a story to Legend of Zelda. There's a world. There's not a story.
1: Well, isn't there, like, a fan theory that, like, at the end of Zelda Wind Waker, he wakes up and is, uh, that's, like, the very beginning of Breaking Bad. He's
0: Walter White. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's Malcolm in the Middle.
0: Yeah, that's in the middle, but that'd also be really funny. Like Walter White was r- originally saving Princess Zelda from Ganon. He gets bored <laughs> with living in house uh, with a normal family that he just starts cooking meth. That's oh the god. real story of Breaking Bad.
1: And then Gus is Ganon. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, that story is stupid because the idea that we're officially placing the timeline and, and it's up to your imagination is really dumb, and it's just dumb because the timeline's dumb. Uh, The other dumb story we have this week is Capcom claims review scores are more important than high sales. I call bullshit because they're a company.
1: Of course they would say this, too, when their sales are not as high as they wanted them to be. Mm -hmm. They want to assure everyone, oh, no, everything's okay. Uh, It didn't sell as well because uh, it reviewed well, and we want that more. Yeah, we want that more. Because we don't want to admit that we didn't meet a mark.
0: Yeah, like, I'd love for them to be at a shareholder's meeting, like, you know, our profits are just down 50%, but look at these review scores, they are really up, we have some of the nines, some you sites know what, gave us tens.
1: Resident Evil 7, Monster Hunter World, Octopath Traveler, Octopath no, that's not Capcom, that's not Cap- no, sorry, that's not Capcom, uh, Mega Man X 1 and 2, like, they're all reviewing, like, fucking, you get it, Capcom, remember when yeah, everyone thought I you mean- were dead and you were gonna be bought by Xbox?
0: It's not a bad goal for them to prioritize review scores, I wouldn't say. Because I think that well-reviewed games tend to sell better than poorly-reviewed games. If you look at really poorly-reviewed games versus really well-reviewed games. Um, But no company is going to say, oh, let's just keep this game in the oven a little bit longer. Yeah, we'll lose some money, but this game's going to be really good when it comes out. That very rarely happens unless you're Nintendo, Rockstar um naughty dog and even then not naughty dog, dog, dog gets their games out really fast for the studio size that they are and the quality of the output god i can't fucking wait for last of us 2 oh god it's gonna be so good uh yeah but like, it's just not something you see i, I just i hate that headline. i hate when companies claim that they are more virtuous than their profitability would say if that makes any sense does it make any sense now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just really like that silence. Okay, whatever. You get my point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's time to move on. Yeah, I'm done talking about that, and Why? I'm here to let you know because we have more full fledged stories to talk about with more interesting things in them. <laughs> Welcome to our regular quests, not our fetch quests, not our game potato quests, but the regular. That's Chad, the off of the quest. quest. Uh, hey, if you have been anywhere on the internet and you enjoy video games, and you know probably that there is a review for Dead Cells and went live on IGN that was uh, called out for possible plagiarism. There's yeah. a user on YouTube called Boomstick Gaming who does video reviews and IGN's Philip Musinex. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mucin, Um His review of Dead Cells had some very, very, very similar wording and sentence structure and review structure and concepts. And content. And content. <laughs> Just content in general. And, uh, well, Boomstick Games is not happy, and they posted a, uh, a video saying, Hey, here are some similarities. I don't know what to do.
0: IGN responded. They took the review down uh, basically as soon as they could. Said they are going to investigate the matter. And now uh, it has come out that um, they've decided to part ways with Philip Mewson, who will no longer be an editor at uh, IGN. He was there very recently. just came in later on last year. Um, and IGN is also going to be posting out a new review at this, some point this week for the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's dumb as shit, man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, especially in the age of the internet, when you're a company that big, like people are going to notice very quickly. Um, I don't know what he was thinking. I mean,
1: obviously, this like the largest gaming website on the internet, yeah. IGN, people are going to come read your review, and someone is going to notice, probably the guy, I don't know, was it the guy? Yeah, probably the guy, the guy from the review noticed it. Hey, he I wrote says he's this a review, long-time IGN, also, IGN I, listener. Yeah, of course he fucking looks at IGN. He's going to notice, that sounds exactly like what I wrote. I kind of feel like
0: if at any point you've been interested in gaming news, you've got IGN. If you are making your own video content, if you're making a podcast, video series online, writing journals, uh, uh, articles yourself, you've probably been reading IGN at some point in your life, if not still reading it. Like, the idea that they could get away with it, I don't want to say they, because it wasn't IGN's fault, but the idea that he thought he could get away with it is just baffling to me. Everyone's yep. looking at that site.
1: I do think it's worth reading IGN's response to it, so I'm going to read that. Yeah, please do. Uh, IGN went to Twitter and said, We've determined that there were substantial similarities between a review posted weeks earlier and our review that could not be justified. Uh, they, uh, sorry, this is, I'm actually reading this from Destructoid. They have snippets. And I said, they go on to explain how similar word choices can sometimes end up in describing game mechanics, but that Musen's work stepped over the line. In the closing paragraph, IGN states, We've parted ways with the writer involved with the review, and we will we will be re-reviewing Dead Cells this week. A final promise is given that behavior like this won't happen again in the future and that IGN will work tirelessly to ensure its staff's opinions are 100% genuine. I mean, good on them. They did everything that they could possibly do, right? They pulled the review. Mm-hmm. They fired the guy. They're re-reviewing it. It just sucks that, yeah, they're the butt of everyone's joke and their trust is tainted temporarily. But, you know... They'll recover. I'm not really. they recover. That. Everyone else there does really great work, and mm-hmm. they'll make it back. Yeah, it's, I'm not concerned Sucks about such for it. the Nintendo channel.
0: Yeah, so he took over as the host of their Nintendo podcast last year. So I, I was just kind of getting warmed up to him. Honestly, I was starting to like him.
1: Was wait a minute? Why did that position open up? Was that Vincent Genito? No. And his scandal at IGN? No, no. It was Jose okay.
0: Otero. Uh, he went to work for Nintendo.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So positive. That's what I said. That, positive that role might be cursed. <laughs>
0: yeah, that position's cursed. The next person like murders fifty people. <laughs> or something yes. horrible like that. Murder That's is That's funny. Good. Murder's funny. Support
1: positive things on the internet, you guys. Yes. As By we just listening here and to our that podcast where we dumb shit and talking and about murder fuck right now. And blah, blah. I love murder. Hey, oh, hold it! Guess
0: who else loves murder? Probably EA supports it. <laughs> So you oh, broke up a man. little bit, and then and then it did the catch up thing where it does your audio really fast and really high pitched voice yep. <laughs> for everything you just said. So that was awesome to listen to.
1: Nice. EA has decided that they now have a moral <laughs> compass. <laughs> 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 what a good transition. Um, so I'm just gonna read some things that you had highlighted here. Uh, to no, you read it. You fucking highlighted it. I'm not gonna search. You go. <laughs>
0: I don't have it up right now, but I have my just notes are wrote down.
1: All right, so-, so they had some backlash, obviously, last year after Star Wars Battlefront 2 yeah. and loot boxes and microtransactions. And they are basically saying now, we're not going to stop loot boxes, but we've implemented a company-wide, like, beginning-to-end way to make sure that when we implement them, they are fair and that they don't uh, – that they're not gross. And they have now what they call their moral compass. <laughs> um, so that- – It's such a marketing
0: bullshit term.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to read from – this is from IGN. uh, Quote, I ran a team internally with Electronic Arts Chief Design Officer Patrick Soderlund post-Battlefront to actually redesign our game development framework and testing platforms to ensure we're giving our game teams the right guidance. We call it an EA moral compass. At the beginning of development, so that we're designing our live service early, we're testing it early, testing it with gamers who are giving us feedback so we ensure those pillars of fairness, value, and fun are true, Bilby said. Meanwhile, Electronic Arts is speaking to government regulators to inform them about its design process. Quote, I believe what we're working through with these specific groups at the moment is an education, explained Bilby, not meant... In a patronizing way, but just helping them understand how we design the games and the notion of choice and our commitment to making the games fair and fun. We learned a lot from Battlefront 2.
0: To me, that is so vague what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. It's just the only thing that sounds like it's really new is talking to the government because they have to talk to the government if the government wants to talk to them. Really, is what that comes down to. But the things we're talking about of communicating within, you know, um, internally and testing things out early. I'm like, you were really doing those things already, and it, you, you still decided to do everything you did before. Like, I don't understand what's new here. It just this all seems like marketing. It's you all know what marketing. It sounds
1: like to me. It sounds like Battlefield Five is coming out in a couple of months, and exactly. we really want you to buy it. Yep trust us we promise it's not going to be anything like star wars battlefront 2 was last year (laughs) which you know in their defense it might not be but i'll know No, here's the thing it won't be
0: (laughs) because it can't be it can't you're right and then in like two years they'll do it again oh no we tried these these new quote-unquote programs they didn't work they'll just they'll do it again at some point but now they have to play nice Holden, what's our last quest? Uh, our last quest. I think this is the most interesting story of the week besides our main quest, and that is that Fortnite is not coming to the Android Play Store. Um, they are instead going to go through their own website to download the Android app.
1: This is basically a mirror image of what we saw with Fallout 76 and Steam. Yep, it's essentially the same
0: concept. I think it's a bigger deal because it's Fortnite. And literally the most profitable game in the world right yeah. now. but they were super open as to the reasoning. The reasoning was... The direct relationship with our customers, which I think is not – it's the second reason is the main reason, and that is that they want to avoid the 30% you know, play store fee. To be on the play store to pay that 30%, they want to avoid that for all microtransactions in that game. That's the main reason. Uh, customer relationships is the reason they say in marketing to make it seem like they're nice.
1: You know when you're in the bathroom in public and you hear an old man peeing and it's kind
0: like, <laughs> no- of like, they don't make noises uh, though. <laughs> uh,
1: no, they do. They make noises. Believe okay, me, peeing in a lot noises. of public restrooms.
0: So this policy that Fortnite um, or that Epic is doing with Fortnite here is is more similar to what they've done on other platforms. They did it on Macs. You download from their own site. PCs down from their own site. Obviously with PlayStation, Xbox, they have to be on and nintendo Nintendo switch they have to be on those respective stores but uh and and then apple with uh, iphone they had to be in the app store because there's no way to do it here but if it basically shows if if given the opportunity they're going to go on their own independent distribution method instead yeah and it makes complete sense i don't think this is necessarily the best thing for the consumer um in the sense that i want to re-download that game i just bought it was called fortnite let me go to my purchase list oh wait it's not here because I have to go to, back to Fortnite's website again. And it's, but again,
1: same thing with Fallout 76. Like, You fucking know what Fortnite is. Yeah. You fucking know where to go get it. Because a three-year-old literally could tell you how to download Fortnite. <laughs> 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 because they're all playing it and flossing like fuck. Mm-hmm.
0: But I wonder if this is going to change how the Play Store and the apps Store going to handle this kind of stuff. Because what's to stop any... Because this is where they're going to get most of their money, Play Store and Apps in the App Store, or to get most of their money from having games like Fortnite on their platform. So what if there's gonna be a point where they start striking deals and saying, Hey, come to the app store and we'll or the Play Store and now you're only paying ten percent, you're not paying thirty percent.
1: That is that is going to be a big loss for them of potential revenue the google play store at least yeah um but i think it's not a big deal or a deal at all going forward because if you think about the overwhelming majority of people who play games mm-hmm. on an android device yeah they all go they search in the google play store like your app exists in there for visibility and that's because more people know. No one's going to be like, oh, I'm going to go find a random website to download this game from. Like, when they're looking Mm -hmm. for stuff, they go to the Google Play Store. So Fortnite can get away with it because it is a big known quantity and everybody's, like, waiting for it. And so they're going to get it whenever
0: they can. But Google's going to want to have at least 10% of the revenue as opposed to none of the revenue. So they're still going to want Fortnite on there and they'll still get everything you're talking about.
1: But they can't can't go to Fortnite and say you get 10% or we get 10% of your sales, but then go to everyone else and be like, yeah, we get 30% of yours. They can't do that. And they can't afford sure to take they, just sure 10% of
0: everyone. Sure they can. No, they Not, can. not the 10% of everybody, but they can no. absolutely Developers
1: say, would boycott the Google Play
0: Store more than they already are. I don't think it would be that bad. I don't no, think it would be as I drastic mean, as, 10, as 10%. But, like, yeah, if they start a deal at 20%, 25% or something like that, Epic wouldn't go for 25%, but... Developers already
1: don't develop for Google Play and they stay on the iOS App Store because they don't make money on Google. Mm-hmm. So if they find out that Google's willing to give more money to someone who's already a billionaire yeah. and then the smaller guys are not willing to take that same cut, then there's no way that they're they're going to boycott.
0: Okay. Sure.
1: I Thank still think that Google will
0: try to do it though. I wouldn't be surprised. They want that on their store.
1: Well, you know what they should do? What? They should have a Smash Bros. tournament about it. (laughs) Welcome to our main quest. We know you guys are all tuning in for this one because fucking that's the reason we're a day late for this shit. This amazing Smash Direct that happened this morning at 9 a.m. Central Time. And we know that's the most important time because that's where I live. think it amazing?
0: Are you kidding me? Dark Samus. That was great. That was cool. Let's get into it. That Let's was get one into it. tiny part of the direct. It was a 26 minute direct, and the, the so of our show notes here, the list of stuff for just the Smash Direct, I think, is longer than everything else combined. <laughs> not, <laughs> yep, not really, but it's like it's close. It's pretty close. There's a lot of stuff here. So it was a lot of character announcements. It was stage announcements. You got some rules they showed off. Some new rules. And then new items as well, and they showed off a lot of each of that stuff. Where do yep. you want to start?
1: Start with the
0: character announcements. Yeah, so three big characters,
1: five characters total.
0: Well, yeah, including, including Echo, Echo Fighters. Characters. Yeah, um, so three Echo Fighters and two new characters. The two new characters are Simon Belmont um, and is sorry, uh, King King K. Rule. King K. Rule. Where is King K. Rule from? Donkey, Donkey Kong? Kong Country One, Two, and Three. Okay, I I never played those games. I don't know that. They're gonna be on a barf in the future okay and then Sam Belmont from from Castlevania the three echo characters are Richter Belmont from Castlevania who's based off of of course Simon Belmont is it um Crom I think it's Crom. yeah I think it's Crom as well Crom from another D- fire, fucking emblem. fire emblem <laughs> and then Dark samus Dark samus is the coolest of all these new characters just I think. looks so fucking cool oh it right? looks awesome did you see the part where Kirby is had the dark samus helmet on no how did I miss that yeah, there is a point where these they show Kirby with the Dark Samus helmet on. It's pretty good. <clears throat> I'll find it for you. I'll, I'll send you a picture.
1: Um, also, all five of these will have amiibo, and you bet your ass I'm getting a Dark Samus amiibo and a King K. rule amiibo.
0: Oh, I, I don't care about the King K. Rule amiibo, but I get why you do. Uh, the Dark Samus amiibo I'm absolutely getting because I have a Samus amiibo. It's one of the three amiibo that I have. Absolutely want Dark Samus as well. But my thing is, how do they have Dark Samus not have Dark Link? They don't have Dark Link in this game.
1: Yeah. I'm sure they will. I'm. sure I They have they eight will. other links. I'm sure they're going to have a dark one.
0: Oh, I want dark link. There are already too many links, but I want dark link as well. That'd be great. At least it's just a like a, a different skin for maybe one of the links is making it a dark version.
1: Uh, that's you used already to be able been a to thing. do that. In, yeah, with the
0: Twilight Princess version. Yeah. Um, and then they showed off. <clears throat> excuse me, a bunch of new stages. Some of these are related to the new characters. So
1: hold on, before that. What has been one of the most controversial things today on Twitter, aside from the IGN plagiarized review, is the death of Luigi, (laughs) (laughs) because they straight up slit his throat and his ghost comes out of his body in the Castlevania part, where they reveal Simon Belmont. (laughs) But it's okay, because they've clarified, no, he's not actually dead. No, he's not. There have actually been apparently
0: lots of deaths of characters in these trailers it is super smash bros and it is much more terrifying than other nintendo games it's murder it's murder it is that's what you do in smash bros you just murder nintendo characters just murder that's it yeah. yep so these stages where the murdering happens uh they introduced new stages i i just kind of wrote them all down because i wasn't sure which ones they'd already announced and which ones they hadn't i think they already announced some of these but one they didn't for sure was the dracula stage from castlevania yep Um, Which looks very, very cool. But ones that are kind of coming back, um, Pokemon Stadium, Garden of Hope, Brinstar Depths, Summit, Unopa Pokemon League, Magikant, Gamer, and then there's a new addition this time around for New Donk City Hall, which looks pretty cool. Yeah, and I've been all day singing, I'm gonna jump up in the air,
1: whatever the fucking
0: words. So it looks like you collect the musicians during your battle at New Donk City Hall. And then that song starts playing, so they made it seem like? I'm into it. I'm I think that sounds it sounds pretty nice. Well, it's, so there's 103 total stages now. If you include the fact that there's a Battlefield and Final Destination variant of every single stage, there are 300 stages in this game. Oh my god. It's That's so much content, that's crazy. So I think the most before that was Wii U, and it was 56 stages. Yep. So huge difference there. Um you can turn all the stage hazards on and off, that kind of stuff. The stage menu itself, and you're picking your stage, is chronological, so it's in the order in which the games came out, which I thought was a nice touch. They do the same thing for the fighters when you get to the fighters. Yep. Um they also did for the N64 stages that they're bringing from the original Smash Bros. Um oh, I saw
1: those in there when they were doing I was like, oh man, I miss that. Yeah, I can't they, fucking wait to play these.
0: They look just like the N64 versions of them. They wanted to keep it nostalgic. And that's very cool looking. I liked that. I like the new
1: stage morphing option too.
0: Oh, So before man, you so pick cool. your
1: stage, you can choose two stages that it will morph between at random points. I think it's a really
0: great idea, especially if, like, I would just play with um, my roommate, you know, 1v1 all the time. So it'd be really cool if rather than just picking a stage, we just each picked one. Oh, you know, there you go. Like, that'd be a really cool way to do it. Um, but there's also ways of, I'm sure there's like a strategy, too, of, oh, um, the person I'm playing against just picked stage A. I know stage B won't be as good for the characters. I'm going to pick that one. It's, I don't know. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of cool strategy you can have in there as yeah. well. But it's just, <clears throat> it's just a cool idea, and it looks really awesome while it's happening. Um, What's I going to say? Oh, music. The music as well. There are 800 tracks.
1: Twenty-eight hours of music. They even have a mode where you can lock your Switch, put it in your bag, and still listen to all the music.
0: I think that's actually going to happen a lot. I don't think so. I, I think, think they should it... just release it on Apple Music. No, I really do think that they'll never do that. Um, <laughs> I think that serious Nintendo fans will absolutely be doing that. Why wouldn't they? I won't, but actually, want though for some of the Zelda songs, I might. That Especially might be... all the
1: cool Smash remixes of them.
0: Yeah. Like, I've been really wanting to listen to the great sea theme from Wind Waker. It's a great song.
1: You know, YouTube exists.
0: I've been doing that, but now I won't have to. Because
1: you can do something even more cumbersome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. So, um, the additional rules in this game as well. There are a lot of them. Let's run through some of these. So, one thing is that when you... Go to start a game, you can immediately change the rules. So if you prefer stock over time, you can choose stock immediately. I know that whenever I played with my roommate, we would start a match, realize it was time-based, and get kind of upset have to quit out, go back, change the stock, and then start playing again. So it's kind of nice to get that out of the way immediately. Yeah. Um, there's a stamina mode where you have fixed HP. The stage selection happens before the fighter now. This is going to sound really out of order, by the way, but this is the order in which they talked about it. They just kinda of kept throwing stuff. Um you have the option to have the loser choose the map. I like that. I think that's a I like that too. That's a good idea. There's a sudden death um mode where there's a zooming in effect where it kinda of zooms in. That way it becomes yeah. easier to knock someone out over time. I think mean, it looks that seems really intense. I mean you already start out at three hundred percent damage, but yeah, yeah, it also is getting in zoomed in. You can add a final smash meter if you want to. It won't be as powerful as a final smash move, but you can kind of build up a meter then release it as opposed to having to get the final smash item. Yeah, that was interesting. That is interesting, yeah. Um, squad Strike sounds kind of cool. So it's, it'll be like you know me versus you. I'll pick five players. You'll pick five players. Once you defeat one of mine, it'll cycle out to someone else again. Until... kind of like marvel
1: versus capcom
0: yeah very much like that great idea
1: and they have a 3v3 and a 5v5 option
0: yeah um tourney mode so you have up to 32 uh, people playing in a tournament which is pretty nice um, I... auto configures it too yep smashdown sounds like a blast so basically what it is is you have the full roster of characters whatever character is, is picked for round one can never be used for future rounds even if you didn't pick that character and then so on and so forth. Those Each round, those characters get removed so from the So by the end, selection. you're going to be
1: stuck with, like, Olimar and Jigglypuff and Ice Climbers, and you're going to have no yeah. fucking idea how to use them.
0: But a, they, they even kind of pointed out there's a long-term strategy in that of picking, like, if I know that you're really good with Link, I might pick Link so you can't use him ever. So Strategy, man. Strategy. Cool. Well, that's what uh, they told me in the direct, so I'm, I'm taking it from Nintendo. There's a new training mode with a grid based map, so you can kind of see distances between, like, or how far you can punch or throw something. Um, also, when you actually hit someone and they go flying in the air, it'll show you their, their path trajectory um, for their current stamina, as well as um, 0% and 100%. So, if they kind of how much farther they would have gone had they been hit more often which is kind of cool. And there's a classic mode as well, which is kind of like a Grand Prix almost of just each character faces off against a set um, selection of other characters at a set selection of stages. And those are all the modes. There's a lot of stuff there.
1: There's one mode they showed us in the UI that, that was blurred out.
0: Yeah, I hadn't gotten to that yet. That was at the very end. But, yeah, they show the interface off and they blurred a mode and said, well, we can't show you what this is. But here's the thing is that the modes we were talking about were like fighting modes. The one they showed there was on the home screen, it was like online, smash, something else, and then this hidden mode. So it's not going to be like a 1 versus 100 kind of thing. It's going to be something very different. I want
1: to uh, move over to an IGN article that actually was posted only a couple hours ago. It said, called Super Smash Bros. Ultimate seems to be teasing some kind of boss mode. I don't know if you caught this, but when they introduced the dragon thing from Monster Hunter, alt, uh, Monster Hunter World... They
0: said it's a, it's a boss.
1: They said it's a boss and also an assist trophy. But when they apparently, according to this article, they say, uh, Midway through the presentation, during a section about new assist trophies, Nintendo revealed that Rathalos from, Monster Hun- from the Monster Hunter series would be one. However, that's not what they showed for its re- initial reveal. The Rathalos was first shown as a special boss fight against a single player using unique moves on a brand new stage based on Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate's Ancestral Step Area. Uh, After that boss, it was shown as a assist trophy on a different stage. The thing is, the Monster Hunter stage doesn't appear to be on the full level select screen that was shown during the Direct, which shows all 103 stages that were announced in the game. And then... In the Dracula level that they showed off, or the Castlevania level they showed off, they talk about Dracula, and they kind of showed his shadow, and they showed him as an assist trophy, and then they also showed him using a bunch of different moves against a character, as if he were, like, a playable character and not, like, a trophy with one or two types of moves. Interesting. And they said, under what conditions will he appear? Time will tell, implying that he might just not be a simple stage hazard interesting
0: yeah that sounds pretty plausible for a smash game as well i'm i'm excited
1: i would actually kind of fucking love if it were like a like a four player all of you guys take on a boss with super health and like try to beat him with a certain amount of lives
0: well yeah they do that in arms there's that character headlock who has he's he's a head attached to a body who has two additional hands so he has six arms in total and it's you'll online you'll fight three versus him and it's a really tough battle so arms kind of already does that, which I think means this might happen. I'm getting so jizzy for this game. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting excited, but I, I don't get super pumped for Smash games. My my expectations are pretty tempered. I'll 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 get there. I won't. I'll get it, but I'm not like super amped or anything. But this is all exciting stuff. Yep. Um, let's move on to the items, and then that's all the stuff they announced. But this is the biggest chunk. So. New items. They announced a banana gun, an item called Edging Kill, a bomber, a Death's Scythe staff, Rambling Even evil, evil Mushroom. I got so pumped when I saw that. That is from Link's Awakening, and it was a mushroom that an enemy would throw at you. I think, and it would just reverse all your movements. So if you uh, went up, you would go down. I guess I was go an homage
1: down. when you ran into that in Limbo. Oh no, there's a worm on his head, but it does the same thing. Yeah, it does
0: the same thing. If you go to hit A, you would actually do B. If you hit B, you would do A. It reverses everything. So, I'm curious how that'll play out in battle. That sounds like it could be really hectic. Um, and then a Rage Blaster is the last one. That's like, it's a gun, but it does more damage the more you've been hit. Um, they showed off a lot of new Pokemon. So, there's a, a Lo, uh, an Alolan Executor. Um, Sal, uh, is it Salgeo? I think it's Solgaleo. Solgaleo. Like Galileo, but Sol for Sun. Oh, Solgaleo, okay. Um, Lunala. Can you fucking read these? I'm not reading these. Uh, These Mimikyu. Oh, these are terrible. Kukumuku, Volpix, and
1: Alolan Volpix, Marshadow, and Ditto. I like Ditto. He literally forms into a purple version of you and
0: fights. Yeah. Mimikyu, and what was that other one? Pia. Ugh. That's such a crazy name. That was so insensitive to me. That name is not my culture. Ugh. That was so <laughs> sensitive of me. <laughs> you big racist. I'm such a big racist. There were assist trophies as well. Uh, we had Zero is an assist trophy for the um, Mega Man franchise, Knuckles, Crystal, Claptrap, Captain from Animal Crossing, yay, uh, Chef Kawasaki, Gray Fox, Nikki, Shovel Knight, Moon, and Rathalos, which you just talked about. Yep. Um, Shovel Knight, I thought that'd be a character.
1: I guess not, just an assist trophy. He they revealed dirty. that actually at E3, didn't they? What was that? They revealed that he was a
0: a sister Trophy 83, or was that rumored? I think it was rumored. I don't know. But he looks very cool. Yeah. He does. And And then they
1: ended it by uh, talking the interface, show off the mysterious thing,
0: and then introduce King K. Rule. Yeah. So they showed off a lot of
1: stuff. Holden, there are two huge reasons why I am excited as fuck for this
0: game. I'm going to take a guess here. Um, I'm going to guess, hmm, Squad Strike and Alolan Vulpix. No. Oh.
1: Neither. One, this game is so much more so than it's ever been becoming a love letter to video games in general. Like, it started with Nintendo characters and things like that, but with the roster that it is building and the library of stages and music from all of these series, the fact that you're seeing Gray Fox from Metal Gear Solid jumping in here as an assist trophy. Cloud? It is... It is so much more than anything else. Like, you play this game, and it is just decades of gaming. So thoughtfully crafted, and, like, everything is so purposeful in the way that it's put into this game. And it's just like, no matter what kind of gamer you are, you can find something in here for you. Unless it's a, a Microsoft-exclusive property.
0: <laughs> but, but it's it is, you're right, though. Because even – you can tell how they talk about the game as well. Like, when they were talking about the Dracula stage, and they said they're going to have 34 music tracks from the Castlevania games just for that one stage. And they're like, yeah, the guys who do music really like Castlevania.
1: Yeah. You can still also, these guys Sony Pony, love making this game. PlayStation exclusive properties are also not in this. I get that. I know. That's one reason why I love this, because it is it is now just a great, awesome love letter of decades worth of video games.
0: I would just love it if Bethesda characters started coming to this. Like, he could play as D- the Doom guy or something like that. Well, they're
1: not done announcing characters. They're not. Yeah. They could they're still are more. They said that they're still going to announce more by the time it releases, so... Yeah, the second thing is that this literally looks like it is going to be the ultimate Smash Bros. Oh, absolutely! Like There's it is a shocking, so amount of feature complete. I think this is going to be the Switch version. We won't see another one this generation. I think this might be the last one we see for a while, and I think it's going to be more of the platform-based thing that we've always wanted it to be, mm-hmm. where we just see DLC for new characters or rebalancing and new stages coming out. And we just keep getting those over the years. And I'm so fucking excited for this. (laughs) So,
0: holden. I need a cold shower. Well, we'll be over this soon. So you'll get one soon. Let's move into Endgame.
1: All right, Endgame. What is the Endgame? Do you guys remember that uh, weekly forum thing where we used to talk to the community? We still do it. But now it's called Endgame. So this is where we go and remind you guys, you know, what our barf is. Talk about it. Check in for some subscriber interrogatives. We have a participation award too, because last Whoa. week someone won twenty bucks to the Nintendo eShop. It's at Drawbean on Twitter. Check him out. Tunic. He's pretty cool. Bought some games. Um hold on. How do you get entered in for the participation award? Thank you for letting me talk about it because I'm sure you don't have that pulled up. <laughs> For the month of August, we actually have a a promotion that I forgot to tell literally anyone about, and I drafted a tweet, and I never actually put it out. But (laughs) you can do three ways. You can refer a friend to our podcast, tell someone about us. If they tweet us and say, hey, so-and-so told me about you, boom, you both get an entry into our raffle. That happens one per week. But for the month of August, you get three entries per week for for every friend you refer. You refer one friend, you get three entries in our raffle for that $20 prize. Then you can review us on a podcast service of your choice. So take a screenshot of it, send it to us. Let us know. Oh, dudes, you're doing all right. If you want to review us one star, don't stop listening to us and and don't don't do that. <laughs> that will also get you three entries. One review equals three entries. Four times in a month gets you twelve entries. And then finally, you can play along with us. Submit a, submit a subscriber interrogative. Tell us your thoughts on our barf game of the month. Send us some fan art comment on some things, uh, send us a, a GIF, whatever the fuck you want to do, just play along on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You'll get entered in one time. That one does not get a triplicate entry. That one's just a one time because it's easy. So, hold Holden, we actually do have a subscriber interrogative this week. We do. So, from Fez IRL on Twitter, his one entry into the raffle for this week says at respawn aim fire. what are the chances of Halo Infinite being a console only exclusive to help sell the next system if it does only come to console, does that mean Xbox considers their other play anywhere titles such as stated K2, Sea of Thieves, and Gears 4 of lesser quality So what Fez is referring to here is last week we talked about the fact that Gears 5 is listed on Microsoft's website as a play anywhere title where you buy it on Xbox you get it on PC as
0: well for free. But Halo Infinite is not.
1: Hold on. What do you think?
0: I think that it's just too far away from the release date to have that information up there yet. I don't. I don't really want to read too much into that yet. Is it possible it couldn't come to PC and it couldn't come to the play anywhere model? Yeah, it's, it's, there's a possibility of that the Halo franchise has historically never come to PC on the same day as the console release. But it I think it that... hasn't come to PC since 2007 when Halo Two released. Isn't Halo 3 on PC and Halo 4? It is not. I looked into this before we started. Okay, I'm glad you did, because I thought they were. So there's no precedent for it, but I feel like we're in a different time with Microsoft now, and this is such a big franchise for them, that if they were to launch a streaming gaming service, Halo is like their Mickey Mouse. They need to have it there. So I think the odds are pretty low that it would be a console exclusive, personally. And so I think because it would probably be there, in my opinion, it's... It's not. I don't think that they view Gears of War or State of Decay as lesser, or Sea of Thieves is lesser, but it's Halo is a Goliath, an undeniable Goliath. They still love all the games, but it's, it's a Goliath. They need to have it there.
1: So here's my hot take. Chad yeah, has a hot obviously take. Obviously, everyone knows, and Xbox knows, State of Decay 2, Sea of Thieves, and Gears 4 are lesser quality than Halo. Maybe not lesser quality, but less important to them and their brand. I think that's
0: a good way of putting it, yeah. They're not less required quality, less important. That's good. All right. When you think
1: Xbox, you think Master Chief. That's like mm-hmm. their mascot. Um, do I think that... What are the chances of it being a console-only exclusive? Well, there's the precedent there set. But here's what I think is more probable. Xbox is behind right now. They're doing a lot of things that are in favor of the customer that might not necessarily be in favor of the company uh, just so that they win market win public opinion. And they're seen as like, they're trying to win back people for the next generation. I think play anywhere is one of those things that is actually going to be only a this generation feature. And that when it comes to the next Xbox, we'll call it Scarlet for now. That's the, the code name for it. When it comes to Xbox Scarlet, we're Xbox or play anywhere is not going to be a feature of that console. Uh, We saw, actually, that something similar to this happened with the PS3 to PS4 and Xbox 360, Xbox One generation, where, like, oddly that generation of consoles launched, missing a lot of features that were present on the previous consoles. A lot of them eventually got patched in, but we still, like, on PS4, don't have the ability to play PS1 classics. Like, that kind of stuff. But I think that when they... Halo Infinite... Gears 5, we know, is coming on Xbox One. Halo Infinite is as you mentioned so far out there that it's probably a next gen title and they're not going to promise play anywhere because I think they're secretly be like, we did all this stuff for you on this generation so that you could be with us for the long haul on the next one. So we're going to have to cut some of these things and we're just going to sweep that under the rug. Hope no one notices, but also I, I don't know if there are sales numbers out there. I don't know how well halo did on PC or even if people want it because it hasn't come in
0: 11 years. I want to know what you mean by get rid of Play Anywhere. Because, I mean, when they release a streaming service, you can play those games anywhere. That's going to be a continuation of Play Anywhere. Do you mean as a marketing phrase they're going to get rid of Play Anywhere, but that philosophy might still kind of carry through? Or do you think the philosophy is what's going to be gone?
1: No, I think it's the the buy in one marketplace, unlock in another marketplace. Like, that is going to go away. I dis- you might have I a disagree. subscription... You might have like an Xbox subscription that you can access on your PC, but that's going to be – I think the subscription service is obviously going to be a separate service from just buying games outright. And I think that you could, yes, get a subscription that lets you play Halo on your PC, but you won't be able to buy Halo Infinite itself as a standalone download on PC because that program
0: won't exist. I think think what you're saying would make sense if you're talking about Sony because that's a very Sony thing to do is – ps3 is different than ps4 which is different than ps2 which is different than ps1 and i think that xbox has made it clear that the whole generationalist idea that there is no next generation there is it's just we're just continuing on that it doesn't seem to fit within that philosophy that they would say well this play anywhere model is only for this generation when they themselves have said they don't even believe in generations anymore
1: they definitely touted that a lot when they were talking about Xbox One X, but they haven't really mentioned that at all in the last year and a half. The like the blurred lines of the next generation type stuff. I don't know how much they're going to stick to that statement. We, I mean, nobody knows, obviously, but but I have a feeling that the backwards they're go compatibility back that.
0: is such a strong thing to them to say that to, to say, hey, like what you had in Xbox One can continues over and they if also they view xbox not as just these consoles that's the tv way of viewing xbox but they kind of want a whole slew of xbox services is kind of what it seems like they want to be able to sell you games even if you don't have an xbox and yeah there's a lot to be said of halo would be the reason to get the xbox that's how they get you in the door but i think they could also make a lot of money by not doing it that way i think it's smarter of them to just keep the halo on the xbox and not and, and lock it there. But I just think they're, they're the way they're talking nowadays doesn't make me think that they would, they would do that. I, I
1: don't mean, know. mean, you still can't we'll
0: play see. Master Chief Collection on a PC. Isn't that weird? That is strange, yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to happen for the next one. They're taking a long time with the next one, maybe because it is going to be the first Halo game to be on PC and Xbox. Who knows? We'll see. But it's, it's an important philosophy for... Uh, for Microsoft. To me, this is like saying that Apple is going to release a, a brand new television service, but it's not coming to iPhone. It might not.
1: We'll see. Nobody knows. <laughs> 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 Thanks for your submission, Fez. You get a point. Uh, we have a poll this week, right? Yeah, we? we have a poll. Yeah, and I put out two polls yesterday. Oh. Actually, one this morning and one yesterday. Uh, let's talk about them both. I the didn't see either one.
0: of them, so um, this, is you new, fucking, this is all new to you,
1: me. You don't even like us. <laughs> uh,
0: Go poll ahead,
1: Poll number Chad. one. Poll number one. What game are you playing this week? Overcooked 2, Madden NFL 19, which released on the 10th, Aladdin on Sega Genesis, or Games With My Heart? Can you guess which one's tied for last place?
0: uh madden and overcooked 2
1: ah no madden and aladdin on sega genesis both had 11 percent of the vote overcooked 2 (laughs) came in second place with 22 percent of the vote and all these people who are going to be playing games with my heart (laughs) voted 56 percent of the vote y'all need to quit (laughs) now this one actually surprised the hell out of me this one technically you still have 11 hours to go vote for it but which new Smash Bros Ultimate Fighter are you most pumped as fuck for? Simon or slash Richter Belmont, Crom, Dark Samus, or King K Rule? Guess which one of those had zero percent of the vote? King K Rule. Dark Samus.
0: What? Zero percent of the vote. Can we like stop like them from ever voting again? Because their opinions are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy because I was going back and forth between I was like to pick Dark
1: Samus or to pick K Rule. Dark Samus. So what was he ordering? Who won? So fourth place, Dark Samus. Third place, Crom with twelve percent of the vote. Fourth place, sorry, <laughs> that's not how things work. No, no. Second place, Simon slash Victor Belmont with thirty two percent, and first place is King K Rule with fifty six percent of the vote. Wow. Yeah, that was People my guess for last. Dark Samus was zero. Crazy. That's, crazy. So, That's so crazy. To me.
0: Everyone's well, entitled to their own fucking opinion. Voting. You still have 11 Every-
1: hours to vote, so you should
0: do it. Yeah, everyone should vote. Uh, everyone's entitled to their own opinion except that one. You have to pick Samus. Dark Samus. You have to pick him. Her. You have to pick her. Oh,
1: my God. Do you even like video games? I, I you can't just called I Samus that. a him? I
0: did. I did. Oh, my God. I, mis- I made a mistake. I immediately corrected it, okay? I made, I in the found words of
1: Greg Miller, go smash your penis in a book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I think that's what we got for this week. Uh, Yeah,
1: we do. Remember, our bar for the month backlog accomplishment with the free spawn of friends is uh, Heavy Rain from Quantic Dream. Cool, cool. Next week, join us for some more shit and shenanigans. Until then, hey, go tell people about us and win some money. (laughs) (laughs) A toodaloo. Bye. Bye.